Hello and welcome to the Natural Birth Co podcast. I am pumped to be here. So today we are talking to Cody, who is one of our NBC mummers. Now, Codes came with us for her first pregnancy and birth experience ages ago, back when we were called Appleton's Families, and she did pregnancy yoga and also the body balance workshop with her hubby. And interestingly, she went on to that birth having an induction, but a really successful natural normal induction experience. So that's a really interesting story to listen to and we go into heaps of amazing hot tips on how to still have an induction, yes, because sometimes it is very well the safest option for you and your babe, but how to still be empowered and in control of that induction experience, how to still allow that induction experience to lean towards a normal birth experience. So ideally, you know, if you're wanting a natural birth, you're still not wanting to get the epidural, even though you've got an induction, you're still wanting to push your baby out yourself rather than, you know, a cesarean section or instrumental births, how to still go about all those normal birth things with an induction on board. So I just think that's a really amazing insight. And um, then we go on to her second pregnancy and birth, which in the podcast, you wouldn't even know, but she's got baby Olivia in her arms. And I think she's about 12 weeks and she's just so quiet and chill the whole podcast. You won't even realize, but we go through her second birth with Olivia and how she had an amazing natural birth experience, avoiding an induction this time. And this is a really, really cool insight that's pretty rare where you have someone who's had a normal birth experience both with and without an induction and be able to compare the two so it just gives you a really great insight on that now in addition to that podcast I wanted to announce a couple of things that you may or may not be aware of depending on how much you're on our social media etc but we have um, our awesome online six-week yoga series that is absolutely available as pre-recorded videos online so if you are tuning in from anywhere away from the sunny coast and you really like our vibe you really like our style of birth prep and you want to be a part of it it is a six-week yoga series where we help you holistically prepare for birth this is the yoga series that we've been practicing and finding for the last three years here at Natural Birth Co. And it's our regular Sunday yoga flow where we go through over six weeks, six different focuses. So if you're interested in that, jump on over to our website to the online tab. But in addition, there's a couple of more exciting things that I'm going to announce. So first of all, we have our pregnancy wellness retreat coming up or wellness day, I should call it technically where um, there's going to be me and five or six other businesses collaborating to provide this really epic, nourishing pregnancy afternoon for the mamas here on the sunny coast. So it's going to be myself doing a pregnancy flow, Caitlin from her women's health physio doing um, a Pilates slash pelvic floor awareness flow, Sheridan Joy Austin from Foraged for You doing a talk on nutrition in pregnancy. Then throughout that, that's about three hours or so, we're also going to have um, acupuncturists, the girls from Bloom Chinese Medicine doing some treatment on you guys for pregnancy. Also, either an osteo or a chiropractor, both will be there, but they'll be taking half the mamas each, um, doing an adjustment on you or a treatment on you throughout the day. And then we're going to finish up with amazing cuppers and nibbles and chats between all the pregnant mamas. And I am just so excited for this. I think it's going to be so nourishing 
for the souls of the mamas, for the souls of us practitioners, a really great afternoon of just beautiful connection and experience in pregnancy, connecting with babes, connecting with your body. So lovely. So really excited for that. And I'm unsure. I don't think I would have announced this by the time that this podcast is released, but I'm actually also going to be hosting coming up, I think in September-ish, a birth time documentary screening, which I am so pumped about. There's going to be more information coming about on that. But essentially, if you haven't heard of birth time, the documentary, it is an amazing doco all about birth birth in the hospital setting, consent, um, how to make decisions throughout your birth, the importance of making decisions and being empowered and being the primary decision maker of your birth experience, especially in the hospital setting. And it's a really, really amazing documentary um, that is able to articulate a huge topic that can be really difficult to get across to new pregnant mamas. So if you're interested, hit me up. We can come along to this screening that will be here on the sunny coast. If you're not on the sunny coast and you still want to tune in, still hit me up because I think I'm going to make it available online as well as like a um, an on-live line screening type of situation. So, so excited for that. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful evening. And that can be if you're pregnant, but also postnatal, midwives, doulas, anyone out there that is just interested in birth even if you haven't even had babies and you're just interested in the experience Um, my girlfriend actually came and watched it with me for the first time she's nowhere near having babies Um, she has a stepdaughter but she hasn't she's not involved in birth at all but she just finds it really really interesting so she came along to that and just absolutely adored it as well so let me know anyways I'm done let's get into the podcast the affirmations for this podcast are in light of Cody's favorite affirmations that she actually mentions in her birth story. Affirmation number one was focus. She really liked that. And funnily enough, I actually haven't heard that one before. And two was that her body was meant to birth. Your body is meant to birth. Hope you enjoy the podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Natural Birth Co. We help women and their partners prepare physically and mentally for a natural and empowering birth experience. With pregnancy yoga, Pilates and workshops, all led by our registered midwife, we have a studio here on the Sunshine Coast, Australia. Otherwise, all of our services are available online. You can learn more at naturalbirthco.com. If you wish to advertise on this podcast, you can visit naturalbirthco.com forward slash pregnancy dash podcast. Now enjoy this ad-free episode. Thank you so much for jumping on the podcast, Code. No worries. Very excited. Such a pleasure to have you here. It's so funny. So... Cody came with us through Natural Birth Co for yoga and Pilates with her first babe, Haley, and did the birth workshop. And I've been asking you ever since to tell your birth story <laughs> podcast because you had, we'll get into it, but an induction that, that went really successfully. And I really wanted to get that story out there. And you were like, fuck no, no way. <laughs> and then I remember straight after you had your second babe, Livia, and um, you were like, by the way, I had such a great story. I'm way more open to do the podcast now. I was like, 
I'm going to hold Let's you to that. I know you're high on your birth hormones right now, but I'm going to hold you to that. So yes, definitely. It was I'm such a magical excited. experience. I just wanted to share it with everyone. Yes. Everyone. Yeah. And it's so cool that you have the two different perspectives of a natural induction experience yep. and then a natural birth experience. And that's a really rare comparison to have. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Okay, so let's start at the start. You, um, yeah, when you fell pregnant with Haley, tell us about that. Yeah, so it took us about 18 months to fall pregnant. Mm. I was definitely tracking. I was overthinking it. I was doing Dr. Google, mm-hmm. checking where we're at all the time and then went to the doctor and kind of told him our story. He's like, all right, let's just start with blood tests, see where we're at. And I went and did all the blood tests and I went back to get a game plan to see how we're going to do this. And As was, in like different IVF yeah, or whatever, what what's avenue we're we going to go down now. Yeah. And I was actually walking in to tell him that I'm pregnant. And he couldn't believe it. Like, oh, my gosh. So we did another test there because he was like, you've been trying for 18 months and what happened? Like, what changed? And I was like, I just stopped worrying. I thought, it's all over to you now. Like, you're going to tell me what to yeah. do. So I kind of just relaxed a bit and stopped tracking everything and thinking about it. Oh, it my happened. gosh. <laughs> isn't that just so – I love stories like that. And that's such a common, like, IVF story, isn't yeah. it? We've just, you know, organized it all, going to get it done, and then it just happens. So amazing. So amazing. Okay, cool. So then you were pregnant and you went home and you told hubby and he was like, what? Yes, he was very excited. I think we both just kind of laughed and cried. Yeah. Well, with emotions. Yeah. And then we just went silent for the next two weeks. We did not speak about it. We couldn't even look at each other. Uh Uh-oh, what now? (laughs) That is so funny, isn't it? Oh, fuck, we're finally pregnant. Uh, What do we do now? (laughs) That's awesome. Cool. So then you went throughout that first pregnancy and how did you feel? Because I often find that we build all of these beliefs towards pregnancy and especially birth throughout our lives, whether it be from what our mum said, our friends say, or even media. And then it's often not till you fall pregnant that all of these beliefs kind of come to the surface. How did you feel towards birth at the start of that pregnancy? I had no idea. Mm -hmm. I think because none of my friends, no family, I'm the first one to have the the grandbaby family. Mm. So I really had not a good idea of the process or what's going to happen. Yeah. So I think that's when the research started and like I need to get support. I need to get yeah. the, the groundings around me. So good. Yeah. Yep. Google, how do yeah. I birth? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> how does birth work? <laughs> I'm very um, – I hate needles. I hate really? hospitals, all that kind of thing. Oh, my god. So I had a bit of fear of – I've got to do – I don't want anyone to touch me. Like yes. I don't want anyone to – yeah, so I was like, it's got to happen naturally, like in my head. Yeah. So I was very big on that from the start. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, because would you say outside of birth, like you've always been a bit more naturally led, like with even food and stuff like that? Yeah. 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 Cool. Because yeah. often when that's like a bit, uh, uh, like I guess everything you do from a natural perspective, then mm. often birth, you can just think, I'm going to do that naturally as well. Yeah. Whereas I think a lot of people, even when they fall pregnant, which may have been you as well, it's like natural or medical birth. Like mm. I didn't even know there was a difference, mm. you know, yeah. or like hadn't even ever even thought about it. Yeah. I think people, when they say, what's your fear? I was more feared of 
intervention and yes. that not feared so much of the actual birth process yes yeah. amazing yeah. amazing amazing that's really interesting so then you went throughout your pregnancy and you were doing research um you probably enrolled at school yep yeah couldn't get in the mgp program mm-hmm. um which i didn't know much about so it wasn't a drama yeah at that point it was just yep who i need to see yeah any midwife so I did see a lot of different midwives throughout each week, each, mm. each checkup, um, and going into labour. Mm. Um, yeah, amazing, amazing. And then, how did you go progressing through that pregnancy? What sort of you know things did you learn? What did you do to prepare for birth? And what kind of realizations did you yeah. have? The first trimester, the first twelve weeks, I was very nauseous. Mm. Every morning, I'd have to have a Jack would put a cracker on the side of the bed. For when I wake up and eat it, because I was so <laughs> nauseous. Um, I never actually vomited, which was good. Oh, good. Um, going into the second tr- um, trimester, it was quite. I got my energy back and was like, "Yep, get back into the gym, get back into training, that kind so of thing." So good. And so then, you were always doing gym work before that. That yeah, was your regular. Yeah. 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 Definitely still working out because I had no kids. I didn't yeah. Have much time. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> And then I got, I think I was going to the gym and then I met Amy, met you, yeah. and then I got into um, the yoga and the Pilates. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Because you were going to IntraFlow. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I was I was holding all my stuff at IntraFlow at the time. There. So yeah. good. That's right. I forgot about that um, link there. Oh, awesome. So then you did, um, we weren't even doing Pilates then. I think you were just doing the just yoga. Doing yoga. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And then you did the birth workshop as well. With Jack, yeah, which at was your so house, good. yeah, that was really good. Oh, that was the body balance workshop. Yeah, that's right yep. at my house. Yeah, and yep. I spilt the beer just before you came over, <laughs> yes. and I was like, "They're gonna think I'm drinking beers <laughs> in the middle of the day." <laughs> uh, uh, yes, yes, that was really good. Jack took a lot away from that. So oh, good. So good. Yeah, love that. Love that. So yeah, okay, cool. So then you did all the balance of the ligaments. You were doing lots of your yoga prep. Did you do any birth workshop at all? Um, I don't think so. Did we? I thought you had done it with me at Intraflow with Jack. Like, and we did a bunch of positions. Did you do a workshop with Jack at Intraflow? No, not at Intraflow. Oh, you mustn't have. You must have just done the body balance. Mm. That's fantastic. Mm. That's amazing. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So then you continued on throughout your pregnancy, doing your body balance routine every day, doing yep. your yoga. Yep. Um, and then what happened from there? Do you probably went on mat leave and Yep, I finished up quite late. I think I finished up at like thirty eight weeks. Mm. Um, so I was very exhausted by that point. I did have quite a bit of round ligament pain leading into it. Right. Um and desk jobs. Just, yeah. They're so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, just the posture. And just kept ex- trying to keep up, trying to keep exercising. Mm-hmm. And then went on maternity leave, had a good week of nesting, cleaning everything out. So good. And then started to get a bit nervous at this point. I think just not having a midwife to talk to or say, where are we at with everything? Yes. Um, so I had the next appointment. I, I got to the 40 weeks, still no baby. Um, yeah. And then we went to the next midwife appointment at 40 plus three. Mm-hmm. And that's when we were like, oh, what are our – she was weighing up the options of are we going to be induced, starting to 
talk about that. Because mm. can I ask at this point, did you have like a clear idea of how you wanted to birth or you just knew you wanted it to be natural but not sure other than that? Or Yeah, I definitely had the plan. The only plan I had was it's going to happen at home. I'm going to stay home for the yeah. early labour and then we'll go to the hospital from there. Yeah. And I had no other plan. I didn't research yes. what, what could happen. Yes. So when as soon as they said um, to be induced, I just – Burst out crying. Yeah. I don't want that. What yeah. is that? I don't know what that means. Yes. So we, this midwife appointment went for three hours and wow. I just went through every little bit of information, going wow. back and forth of whether we should do it or whether we should wait a few more days. Yes. Um, and then we did come to the agreement that I was going to get induced. Yeah. Mainly because there was a spot open that night. Yeah. I could go straight in. Yeah. And I was a bit like, I just want to meet this baby so bad that yes. I'm going to go with it. Yes. So that was at 40 weeks and? Um, 40 plus three. And did you say that before that you had reduced movements? Yeah. At that time? Yeah. 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 I went on and got the uh, the ECG straps on. Yeah. Yep. CTG. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I had to press the button every time I felt baby move. Yes. So I did have reduced fetal movement. Yeah. Which was why they really pushed me to get induced. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and fair. I did get checked at that uh, midwife appointment, mm-hmm. and I was one centimeter. Wow, so it was so close. She was the midwife said, "Go home, walk up and down the stairs, jump yes. up and down the stairs, yes. grab your bags, and come back in." Yes, it's gonna happen. Yes, any, any day now. That's um, the thing, like inductions. You know, um, and like I've talked to you heaps about this because you had a good induction, but inductions can be super fearful, but especially when they're started from a place of the body's already somewhat ready, ready. like the, the yeah. cervix is already somewhat matured. And this is, yeah. you know, the case with when labor starts naturally as well. If that cervix is already somewhat matured because the ligaments are all balanced, baby's engaged, yeah. you know, you're doing all the softening things for your cervix. Yeah. It's just so much easier. Yeah. You know, you start the actual hard part, which is the contractions, yep. and the cervix is already halfway gone. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I think they said, all right, so this is the process. We're going to put the balloons in. Mm. We're going to go home and come back. And I was like, I don't want these balloons. Yeah. You're not putting anything in. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was very scared about that because I just didn't really know what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, so I said, can we get checked, see if I actually need to get them in? Mm. Um, so she did check me and she said, okay, we'll get away with without them and we cool. can break your waters. Yes. So did you get your waters broken that night? That or? night. Yeah. Yep. yep. So we went home. Um, we had some dinner and we got our bags. We had to be back there at, I think, 6 p.m. Mm. And then it took about an uh, about 7 p.m. And it took about an hour to get in the room. I got mm. everything set up mm. um, as if I was at home. So I got the birth ball. I got my affirmation cards out. Got mm. the music on as if I was going into labor. Perfect. Yeah. That's another great tip for inductions is do everything like it was a natural birth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yep. Take great that call. time to set up. Yeah. Um, and just get in your own space. Just because yes. you're getting induced, it doesn't change it. Yeah. Um, and doesn't then, mean you're not in control. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then um, the midwife broke my waters mm-hmm. just with the hook. Mm-hmm. Um, was that not too bad? It wasn't too bad. Maybe because I was already one, one and a half centimetres mm-hmm. by that point. Yeah. So I was just straight in, break the waters. Water went everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, the big old gush. Yep. Yep. Got the Pitocin drip. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And then she started that. Yes. Which the labor didn't actually start from breaking my waters. It started from the drip. 
Yes. Um, we waited half an hour to see if it would bring on labour just from breaking the waters. Oh, cool. Instead of doing the drip. Did you request that or did they yeah. suggest? Yeah. Good on I you, codes. That. Yeah. That's another really fantastic option again yeah. for an induction. I think it was just trying all the things slowly one by yes. one instead of being like, we're going to do all of this. Absolutely. Yeah. We kind of went slow and That's yeah, kept me very informed because I was very overwhelmed. I was yes. Just they knew how I was feeling. Yes. Um, so labor didn't start with just breaking my waters within half an hour. So they started the drip. And that definitely brought on the contractions. Mm -hmm. And they came on very quickly and very fast. Because your body was ready. Yeah. So good. Yep. So then I jumped in the shower by this point. Mm. Um, I did the shower and I had the TENS machine on when I wasn't in the shower, which was really helpful. Yes. So good. Um, And then just labored for a couple of hours with this one midwife. And she was so lovely. She was so nurturing. She was rubbing my back. Um. Stepping me through it, talking to me. Amazing. And then Legend. I think it got to about 10 p.m. and her shift en- was ending. Mm. And she kind of, and this is, it was quite intense by this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so it had only been a couple of hours. You don't know what your drip was on by any chance? No. That's okay. I was going to bring the paper. Is it, uh, in, is it in mills? Yes. Mills per hour. Yeah. What are they? Do they go up in? Yeah, increments? we start from like one, two, four. That was at three point five. Three point five. She yeah. When she left. Oh wow, that's yeah. a really small amount. Yeah, okay. that's great. Okay. That's great. Like yeah. that's another thing. Ah, oh, you you're literally doing so many of the things that I teach our mamas to do for an yeah. induction yeah. is take it really slow with the yeah. drip. Yeah. And as you say, like quite often, all you need is a sniff of syntocin and for your body to be like, oh, that's what I'm meant to be doing. Yeah. And because that's like barely any minimal. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was in quite a lot, like the um, contractions were quite close together and she was rubbing my back and everything, but then mm. she was leaving. And she looked at me and she said, I might be back to deliver your baby in the morning. And I thought, just in my head, I thought, eight, like, how am I going to get through another eight hours or 12 hours? Yes. Are you serious? Like, I'm not having this baby in the next. Yes. So that yes. really put a bit of uncertainty of how am I going to do this for another 12 hours yes so she left and she was so good that when the next lady came in she was a lot more standoffish yeah I didn't have that support Mm. um so we labored until and at that point for some reason it kind of slowed down a little bit and I ate a banana yeah um, early on and then the next lady came in and she came over and I just finished the banana and I looked and she was introducing herself and I just vomited <laughs> all over this lady, <laughs> this next midwife. And I, she looked at me. And Is went, this the one that was a bit standoffish? Yes. <laughs> and she just started her shift. I just vomited a banana all over her. Oh, my God. And I felt so bad. She like, would have been off it. And she was <laughs> like, oh, imagine? gosh, Hello. <laughs> not so lovely to meet you yeah yeah I was like in my head I was thinking how am I going to keep going so we're only at about three and a half hours by now and I just felt this is very intense yes and and she said to me you haven't started labor yet you're only in early labor you're your first time mom you've like she's like you vomited all over me yeah (laughs) (laughs) I I don't understand why a few of our mamas actually have said that. I, I just don't understand what the intent is of telling a mum how much longer she's got to go and the yeah. fact that, like, this is nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
I don't know. I'm sure it's with good intent, but I just don't think it's very effective. Yeah, because it definitely just put so much doubt in my mind. Like, oh, I can't do this. We haven't started yet. Yes. Because I knew the stages, like early labor and then active Mm -hmm. labor and then Mm -hmm. um, continuing on. So I was like, I'm not even in active labor Mm -hmm. yet. I think because it's – they think you're a first-time mom. You've only been in labor for two and a half hours, three hours. Yes. So I kept it's a very stereotypical yeah, thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was an older lady, and she was just very let's get this done. So she yeah. walked over, and she also seen this is where I knew the drip hadn't been on um, quite high. She walked over, and she was just beep 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 turning it up, turning it up. And so oh the contractions just came on so hard and far, like if. And so we did move into active labor at this point, and I did get checked at um, twelve p.m. midnight. Mm. Um, and I was six centimeters. Okay, at twelve p.m. That's that's pretty like decent. Yeah, for like what seven ish or something at night to twelve yeah. to get yep. six centimeters. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yep. So we definitely had progressed, um, and everything was going along. She turned the drip up quite a lot, and then by this point, probably about twelve thirty, I was losing control, and mm. I was out of the shower. I had the tens machine on my back on the highest. Mm-hmm. I just felt no support. Yes. Nobody knew what I wanted. Jack yes. was just trying to help me, but I was getting very frustrated. Yeah. Um, what What was he doing to try to help? Did he really know how to support you or? He was, he definitely could support me, but because I was in so much pain, he just wasn't prepared for that. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Funny story. When he, when we first started, when we were setting up the room, he um, had walked out the room to fill up the hot water bottle and he came back in and he was like, you will not believe what I just heard. I just heard this woman just like, so, and I was like, that's about to be me. <laughs> and he couldn't believe it, mm. how, how intense it was. Absolutely. It is really, um, really shocking to guys to have to deal with that for the first time. Yeah, yep. It, yeah. And it's so hard. It's like, how do you even prepare them for that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. So I think it was definitely eye-opening and a lot more intense than he thought it would be yes um so by this point he could see I was losing control Mm -hmm. like I was hitting the bed because I was in so much pain yes like that um and it was just so intense and I I had lost it in my mind like I just didn't didn't have that control lost very frantic yeah Mm -hmm. lost my breathing Mm -hmm. and so by this point I was just looking at Jack like I need the epidural Mm -hmm. I can't do this anymore Mm and more so I was thinking when's this lady coming back i've still got seven hours Mm. when's the end yes um so it got to about 1 a.m and i asked for the epidural and he finally came in about half an hour later Mm -hmm. and he walked in the room and he could see me and i was by this point i was up out of the bed like had my legs wrapped around jack and we could both feel baby moving down you which and Jack is, could? Yeah. Wow. Which was such a crazy feeling. Like I had my legs. I was literally holding onto him like a koala. Yes. And I was just. Were you sitting on the bed still? Yeah. yeah and he yeah. was sitting and I was just holding onto him and we could both just feel the baby. Amazing. And I got my control back and I looked at them. And I was like, I don't need this. I'm okay. I, I know what's Fuck happening. Yes. So <laughs> like, good. And so I got the control back and I could just breathe through it. Um, and I just said, I don't want the epidural. And he was standing in the room and the lady said, and the midwife said, oh, you're only six centimetres. You, you're not, you're not, pro, like, you're not progressing. He's here. He's going to do it. You need to sit still on the side of the bed. So we tried once and I sat on the side of the bed ready to get it. 
Which is crazy after you just said, I don't want it. Yeah, and ready to get it. And I jumped up. And I don't know if it's the fear that I'm feared of needles, feared, mm. feared of it, or I, the baby was just coming. Mm. And then so I jumped up and I was like, no, I need a push. Like, yes. the baby's coming. And she's like, looked at the anaesthetist and she's like, she's only six centimetres. Cody, don't push. Like, you're not ready. And I, just, I was just like, the baby's coming. And I just started pushing. And the Fuck yeah, Cody. was like, I'm not going to do it. Can you please check her? Yes. Because my wife and the, they, they kind of were like, just do it. Just put it in. Just don't do it. Yes. And the is just like, no, please check her. She she says she's pushing. Love that. So and Ethan li- is a great. Yeah, he was great. So I literally lifted up my leg and baby was coming out. <gasps> oh, my <laughs> god! the side of the bed. Um, <laughs> Jack would have been like, wow. Yeah. It, was, it all happened so quickly that last hour, 45 minutes. Amazing. Progress from getting checked at midnight to baby coming an hour later. Knowing that I was only six centimeters, it, that that's it. Like mm. the cervix is just not a reliable way of judging your progress. Yeah, so, 100%. did you find when you felt baby moving down, was that like a sense of calming because you knew that okay, this pain is actually progressing me. I'm not going to be here for another eight hours. Is that what I the feeling so. was? And I think just knowing that yeah, the baby's coming, Mm-mm. and that I, the pain just kind of went away. And I was back in control. Amazing. I think when we talk about Olivia, we'll talk about I was never actually in pain. Why? I always just feel baby doing her thing, coming down <gasps> the whole time. So I was really tuned into my body. But the first time wow. I just really lost control. So I didn't know what was happening. Wow. Um, and that, yeah. that feeling of, yeah, that feeling of being out of control, not understanding, mm. um, is really terrifying mm. and then that That's creates that franticness yeah. yeah whereas yeah. if you understand exactly as you did I can't yeah. wait to talk about that that is such yeah. a cool perspective do you mind turning that fan on behind yeah. you thank you so much that perfect yeah that's great thank you um oh. wow yeah, so then baby's head was coming we could literally see it I could just lift up my leg and I think by this time the midwife had freaked out a little bit and I just she just flipped me on my back and was like all right Let's push this baby Flipped out. you on your back. Fucking yeah. lol at this midwife. I know. My so God. That's another thing with the second baby. I really harped on with my midwife. I don't want a birth on my back. Yes. Because it, yeah. So it was just happened so quickly. Yes. Just, stirrups came up. My legs got put in. And then we just pushed the baby out. Yeah. And she came out within 10 minutes. Amazing. Very quickly. Amazing. Um, which was good. And the pushing was my favourite part of that whole labor wow time I was just so in control yes and because it was all a big rush and the anesthetist was in there by this time there was about seven other um I don't know if they're doctors or other midwives why why I I think because baby's heart rate was also going oh yeah yeah so she was very nervous I could just tell that she had so the midwife just had so much fear like and I didn't I was like I've got this. I yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, I just, you just need to calm down. Yeah. This is fat. <laughs> so I just got this big smile. Like she just said, you just had this big smile on your face the whole time. Oh, <laughs> and that's yeah, amazing. We just pushed her out within 10 minutes and I just felt so in control again. Love that. Had it all back. 
Um, I love that. Yeah. So that was good. Fantastic. So did you tear it all with that birth? No. Isn't that amazing? Especially on your back as well. That's really great. Yeah. I think because I just got to do it. I did it at my own pace with my contractions. Yes. I think she would say push and I just wouldn't because I didn't need to push or I didn't feel the urge to push. Perfect. I just wanted to wait until... I was ready. Your body was telling you to push. Yeah. And when yeah. it did, you would push. Yeah. And you would like get effective descent. Yeah. Wow. And not that I had to think that it's time to push. Your body will just do it. Exactly. Even if you tell it to stop, you physically cannot yeah. stop. Yeah. So when she was saying stop pushing, you're not ready. You're only six centimeters. I was like, I'm not. My body is just pushing. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. love that, Cody. That's so yeah. That's so interesting. That seems something that's very ingrained at you, That the fact that obviously you didn't even do a birth workshop, but you just really knew, like, my body knows. Yeah. Like, so as you say, you knew there was no doubting in my, I'm not six centimeters. This baby's right here. Yeah. You know, yeah. she's telling you to push and you're not pushing and you're pushing when you want to push. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's just so intuitively led. Yeah. Yep. Very, yeah, very in tune. Yeah. I love that. It was good. I might just knock that fan down one notch. Sorry. Just go. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's one. Um, So, cool. Okay, so then babes came out. Skin to skin, breastfeed. Yep. Yep. Amazing. Um, Straight away she came out and she wasn't wasn't breathing when she first came out. So that's when we had the doctors in there as well. Yes. Um, and he lifted her up upside down and was just whacking her back, trying to get all the mucus out. Really? And I'm just like, Jack, where's the baby? What's happening? <laughs> I didn't see that happen for I know. ages. It was very old school. Very old yes. school. Yep. And <laughs> Slap it on the bum. <laughs> literally trying to get all the mucus out. Okay. So I was a little bit scared, but it was fine. I thought it was, it felt like, 10 minutes that the baby was gone but yeah. it was about 30 seconds oh okay okay yeah. Yeah. and then she coughed it up coughed it all up started perfect. did the big cry and perfect. then came straight over wonderful still connected yeah. in the cord no no okay cord cool. got cut straight away yeah as soon as the baby came out because the heart rate had dropped so low mm. and they are uh, yeah they um i because i just slowed the pushing process down yeah and they just wanted to get the baby out really quickly. Yes. And I was a bit like, just, I've got this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But we're going to do I it. should have l- <laughs> laughed that loud into the microphone. That was so good. <laughs> so when the baby did came out, the heart rate was um, quite low. Um, and so they took her away for about 30 seconds and then brought her back. So That's they did so cut the cord um, straight away. I just love that you were like, I got this, guys. <laughs> yeah. Just chill. That's so good. So good. Yeah. Yep. So skin to skin straight away and then put her on my tummy and she just crawled up on her own, latched on. And her neck was so strong that she was oh just bobbling gosh. around. <laughs> it was very cute. That's so cute. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that. Amazing. And then breastfeeding just kind of continued on like a dream from there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Had a really good experience breastfeeding. I had um, enlarged breasts. So I had an oversupply of milk. Yes. So that is quite hard to manage. Yes. Especially the first time. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I was in a lot of shock. Like this is very painful. Yeah. Especially going home. I'll just lay on the lounge, just bawling my eyes out. Like my boobs are so hard, so big. Yes. Um. 
but I'm very lucky to have enough milk. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it is, as you say, really tricky to balance because then, you know, uh, if I just pump and get rid of it, then that's not helping me either. But then, like, what do I do? It's kind of a a lose-lose situation. Yeah. So I definitely would get in the shower. I think every, nearly every hour I'd get in the shower and it would just all let down. Wow. Yep. Was that just for the first, like, week or two weeks? No, probably for the first... Three months. I'm still wow. doing it now with Olivia with, and she's 12 weeks. Wow. I just have so much milk oh still. Oh, gosh. Yep. And all that goodness down the drain. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> it's so it's so tricky. It's yeah. so tricky to manage, as you yep. say. And you're in, it's so – it's not as bad. I don't have to pump, but I do just put the hocker on. Yes. Um, to get the letdown. Yes. Um, on, the, on the opposite, on the opposite. boob yeah. that she's feeding on. Yes. So yep. true. So true. So true. Um, so your reflection on your birth afterwards, how did you feel about it? What was your thoughts? I loved it. It was, I was so in control, even though it was a whirlwind experience. Yes. Um, even though I'd lost that control, I felt towards the end, it really, I got my, um, groove back and was able to get back into it. Yes. It was good. So good. So good. How did Jack perceive the experience? How did he feel after? He just couldn't believe what the woman's body goes through. Yes. And to get through all of that and just how you work, how it goes on for so long mm-hmm. and getting through it. Mm. Yep. That's amazing. That's amazing. So he wasn't traumatized or anything by the experience? No, he was very, he was so just happy and Great. couldn't believe that a woman's body can do that. That's amazing. Yeah. Yep. I love when, yeah. When men have that perspective of being in awe. Yeah, just in awe. That's amazing. That's so good, so good. So then how did motherhood go with Haley? How did you go with that transition? Yeah, good. It was I. It was full on. Like yeah. you, you just cannot prepare to no. be a mum. But it's the most loving experience that you'll ever go through. Mm-hmm. Um, you just fall in, you're just in love with this human and you just think you can't love anything anymore. Yes. Um. But it was good. Just I was very nervous, and I would always have my eye on her. Yeah. I would always check her breathing. Yeah, I would always do the contact napping. Yeah, that kind of thing. And I think when I reflect back on it, I think it was more for me the comfort for me than it was for her. Yeah, um, the contact napping. Yeah, yep. I yeah. just needed that that love and that connection. Amazing. Um, yeah, isn't yeah. that interesting? Yeah. Very cool. And um, do you want to talk about how – so you were breastfeeding, I guess, somewhat easily. You were managing the engorgement. Yep. And then you decided to go back to work. Yeah. At how many yep. – how old? So I returned to work at about four months, yeah. which was quite early, but um, my work's quite flexible. Yeah, so I'm cool. able to come and go. I yeah. can get to work whatever time I need to, that kind of thing. So, so I was good. Like, I can manage this. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to get back to work. Just yeah. Just get back into it. Very um, cool. So she started daycare at, at the four-month mark and we'd been trying to do the bottles leading up for about three weeks and just wouldn't take a bottle. Mm. Um, so it was all right. I would pump, put it in a bottle and if she's hungry, she's going to take the bottle. Mm-hmm. But no, it didn't work like that. <laughs> so daycare would ring and they'd be like, all right, she's awake. And she, I think she's a bit hungry. She's not taking the bottle. We've tried. So I'd go into daycare. I'd leave work, go into daycare, give her a feed, go back to work. 
Oh, my god! Most days it would only be once a day. I'd have to scoot over and give her a feed. Sometimes it would be two, depending if I fed her right before I leave. Oh, my gosh. So, so yeah, that was a bit of a juggle. That is a juggle, especially at four months. Like, she's still only feeding, like breastfeeding or milk feeding. Yeah. Yeah. She breastfed until she was 14 months. Awesome. Um, So, for quite a while. Yes. Um, And we got her onto the bottles, finally got her onto the bottles just one day. She just took the bottle after trying every different brand of bottle. (laughs) Yes. Every different teat, every different flow. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Babes are so like that. Hey, it's like they will decide when they want to do something. Um, And I think all the way onwards, like – I don't know if you remember Lauren in class um, and she actually comes to Mums and Bubs now. Yeah. So I still even remember on our very first phone call where she was talking about trying to um, toilet train her four-year-old or something to do a poo on the toilet. And it was just this epic battle between the two. She was always forcing her, always forcing her like, you need to go to the toilet, you need to go to the toilet. She would just kick and scream and we're on the phone for our first call and her daughter's just having a fucking meltdown. And I was like are you sure we can yeah. talk later? Yeah. Like, there's no rush. She's like, no, no, this is my life. This is fine. <laughs> and I was like, even I'm distracted right now, let alone you and your head. And um, and then literally just like the next week, she just decided. Excellent. And then ever since then, she always goes to the toilet to do a poo. And it's like, they just decide when, when they're they ready. Do it. Definitely. And we can drive ourselves crazy trying to of force them it. to do it sooner. Hey. Yep. yep. Yeah, it's so yeah. tricky, so yeah. tricky. Yeah, the bottles was a nightmare, just the screams, and she just didn't want to take it. You could just tell. Yes. So we were just, no, let's not worry about it. Let's yeah. give it to her when she's ready. Yes, and yes. She just took it. So good. Yeah. So good. And how did you go with the motherhood transition? And I guess you were trying for 18 months beforehand, so you were pretty ready. But mm-hmm. I guess, like, the change in the whole lifestyle and the sleep and the, you know, everything's around the child and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. We had kind of this not rule, but we had this process that the kids are going to fit into our life. Yeah. We're not going to fit into the kids' life. Yeah. So we they've never really had like a sleep routine. Yeah. So if we want to go out for dinner, the kids are coming. Yeah. If yes. we want to go to the footy or if we want to go somewhere, yes. we just bring them along. So which good. really has worked. Haley is such a social butterfly. Yes. Um, she just comes everywhere with us. I love that. Yeah. Yep. I love that. That works out really well, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. For us and for our, our lifestyle. It's yeah. Um, if we want to go down the beach, she just comes with us. It's, yeah. There's there's really no um, barrier where we're like, oh, we've got to stay home. Yeah. she's sick. Yes. So, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Ah, so good. So then you had little Olivia. Olivia, So did you, was she a planned kind of pregnancy? Um, We did want them close together. Yeah. And so we weren't necessarily trying, but not trying. Yes. It happened. So good. Just, it was kind of, if it happens, it happens. The best sort, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so it did happen and we got pregnant again. And I think um, this time, because we were so busy, I was back at work full time, Haley's at daycare. I wasn't really thinking about it. Um, and I, it was just one day and I was like, somebody offered me a drink and I didn't want to have a drink. Yeah. I was like, that's not like me. Yeah. Really, <laughs> I'm always I, down yeah. for a mug. <laughs> and I was really tired and exhausted. And I was like, I'm just going to head home. And I was driving home and I was like, it's Friday afternoon and that's not like me. And I was yeah. Like, and it just clicked and I was like, you know what? I'm pregnant. 
Oh my and gosh. it just clicked and I just couldn't. I was like, oh yeah, that's <laughs> probably true. Because I was just so busy and I wasn't tracking it or yes. I wasn't thinking about it. And it, I don't think it was regular either. My period hadn't yes. come back regular yet. Yeah. Um, and so on my way home, I just drove to the chemist, which I was already was like, oh, I'm pregnant. Do I you even need knew. to? I yeah. Knew. I was like, oh, I better do it just in case. So we went home. I went home and I took the test and I was pregnant. Oh and my I just gosh. could not stop laughing. Like, I can't believe this. I just knew it. <laughs> and, so good. And then Jack came home and I was still laughing. Like he came and he was like, what's wrong? Why are you laughing? And I was like, go in the bathroom. And he's seen it. And he just was like, oh, just laughing. Oh, so, it so funny. good. And I was actually like... And isn't it just Nine so funny? Weeks pregnant or something. <gasps> like I was quite far. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that cool that your body like didn't want to drink? Yeah, that's really yeah. cool. Really cool. Yeah. But um, after like such a difficult time the first time, yeah, and then this time it just happened. It just happened. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah. Were you kind of like surrendered to the fact that we would be happy with one if that was what was happening? Yeah. Cool. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Loved Hayley so much that how are you going to love another one? Yes. Was my thought. And yeah. also she's a handful. So yeah. <laughs> so true. Yeah. 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 Oh, cool. But we, we always knew she needed a little sibling. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I always feel if I was to have one, I would definitely have two. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then you went through that pregnancy and what happened there? What did, what did you do? It, it went very quickly. Um, yeah. I think just because you're so busy yeah. and you just got so much going on. Um, yeah. I think when I fell pregnant, I knew I wanted to get into the MGP program. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to have a midwife that really understood what how I wanted to birth and, and mm. what I because that could have definitely been improved with your first birth, I yeah, feel. Yeah. Yep. And just wanted somebody who was really wanted to wait for birth to happen itself rather mm-hmm. than um, being induced. Mm-hmm. Um, just just knowing what I wanted mm-hmm. a lot more and be able to talk it, talk to each other mm-hmm. through it, um, which happened. Got in the MGP program, which was good. Perfect. Um, what else happened? Yeah, it was a pretty cruisy birth. Yeah. I'm very lucky. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you um I'm trying to remember what happened too. Yeah, it went quickly. You were working, you came to yoga yoga and Pilates at twenty weeks. About twenty weeks, yes. Yeah. So I started quite early um yoga and Pilates this time. Mainly because I hadn't gone back to the gym or proper training yeah. Um since Haley. Yeah. So I really wanted to build that strength. I just felt, how am I gonna do this? I'm so weak. Yeah. I have no strength. Where the right. first time I was going to the gym, constantly doing weights, that kind yes. of thing. Yes. So yeah. that was a little bit, not fear, but I just felt, can I do it this time? Yeah. Yeah. So I really got into the Pilates and yoga and did a lot of um, at-home strength. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Did you end up doing much of the body balance this time around? Yeah, online. On yeah, the, the online, yeah. yes. Yeah, Jack and I both did that at night. So good. Um, Epic. Which was good. So we did all that as well. That's so cool yeah. that Jack did that with you. Yeah. The dads always feel so good doing up yeah. with the mamas. Yep. Yeah. It, just, it was a good refresher. Yes. brought it all back. Yes. So I want you to tell us about the whole – so you did the How to Cut With Pain and Labor Workshop, which we do the mock contractions in, and tell us how you went about that whole process. Yeah, so I'd already done this um, prior, but I really wanted to do it again. 
um, mainly just to refresh my memory how long the contractions are going to go for mm-hmm. and trying to have that inten- hold that intensity for mm. that whole minute or whole mm-hmm. minute and a half. Um, so we did – I had the comb, which was really beneficial, especially in the second labour. Mm. Um, so I'd squeeze the comb for two minutes and hold it for as long as I can. And Hayley and I would pass it back and forth and we'd both do it. So good. Um, she, and that was why you were doing a wall sit, hey? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I would do a wall sit and I'd try and hold it as long as I can and always try and increase it each day. So good. Um, not so much – yeah, just so I can – hold that intensity for a long period of time yes preparing and so I did that for for about two months straight I love Um, that and you found the comb super effective for your pain relief yeah definitely yeah yeah because that's probably a newer technique that I've like probably the newest technique that I've got in the workshop and the mamas just love it yeah it's so effective yep definitely more of a distraction yes I think as well definitely Um, yeah Definitely. Oh, amazing. And you said you were doing the wall sits as well. And I love that you said this as a bit of a um, two birds with one stone because you're also building strength in the legs and yes. glutes while you do yes. it. So that's epic. Yep. So epic. Cool. So then you had big intent this time. You were with MGP, big intent to birth without an induction and yes. to see how that went. Although you had what we described as a, um, a successful induction the first time, you were keen to see what it was like without the induction because as you said it was very intense especially after that second midwife just came in and jacked it up for no good reason yeah yep yep so definitely wanted it I ended up going into labor at 41 weeks 41 weeks yes Yes. we pushed it out Um, yeah they did my midwife did say all right there was a public holiday coming up it was the weekend and she was also going away yes so she brought up um getting induced yeah and I was like nope not happening. Yes, <laughs> so good. Yeah, so that was, I was like, I was like, let's wait till 41 weeks and see what happens. Yes. And then we can go day by day from Absolutely. there. Um, but it's always a drag when you get to the 40 weeks and everybody starts asking the questions. You're 40 yeah. weeks. Where's Bob? What's yes. happening? Have you had the baby yet? I will yeah. tell you when I've had the baby. <laughs> That's it. Anyone listening at home, don't fucking ask a pregnant woman <laughs> if she's had the baby. She will tell you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So from that 40 weeks to the 41 weeks, mm-hmm. I knew that I had to try everything in my power to bring on labor, mm-hmm. um, which I know baby's going to come when baby's ready. Mm-hmm. But we tried everything. Mm-hmm. So we did acupuncture mm-hmm. twice. Um, we did nipple stimulation. Mm-hmm. We had sex every night. We, <laughs> did the, we went to Rice Boy and had the hot curry. Yeah. <laughs> we did the curb walking. Like, I was like, this is going to happen naturally. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's yeah. it. You ha- I think you do this really well. You hold tight onto what you can control yep. and you accept and surrender what you can't. And that's such a delicate balance in pregnancy and birth. And I feel like I've, oh, I've felt this for a long time. You always do that really well. Yeah. 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 So I just kept trying all the things, kept going to Pilates and yoga right up. We're over 40 weeks now. Yes. Um, And I'm just like, when's this going to happen kind of thing? Yes. Um, Went to a midwife appointment. And I got a stretch and sweep. Was that 41 weeks? That was at 40 plus five. It was two days before 41 weeks. So 40 plus five. Yeah. And I just more wanted to see, has my cervix shortened? Yeah. Are we getting close? I just wanted to know so bad. Um, So we did that and it had shortened a little bit, but not enough to say that labor's about to happen. Yeah. Um, So. And not dilated at all. 
No, nothing at all fully closed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then just did – I had quite a bit of pelvic pain, so walking long distances and walking like – curb walking hurt quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so I was just trying to relax a bit. Yeah. I got a pregnancy massage just to try and relax. And Yes. Um, yeah, I remember you coming in at like – I think it might have been – because what day did you actually go into labour? Um, on Tuesday – Tuesday I think it was the Sunday before Sunday yeah you came into yoga and you were like talking about all the things and obviously pretty over it and you were like every single morning I'm like doing all this washing and you were saying you're doing all the dishes (laughs) and worrying about the petrol in the car and 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 your husband's like we just filled up like two days ago just chill you're like if we have to go (laughs) to the petrol station on the way to the hospital I'm gonna fucking kill you Literally, yeah. so funny. And I knew you're most likely to go into labour at night. So every yes. time I'd wake up in the morning, I'd feel so disheartened. I was like, dang yes. it, it wasn't tonight. Yeah, It's going to be the next night. Yes. Um, yeah. So I think the night before I went into labour, I was 40 plus six. Yeah. And all the mamas around me were going into labour and having their babies. And even all the yoga mamas were having yes. their babies. And I was like, why Why can't this be me? They would do after me. Why yes. are they doing before me? <laughs> yes, exactly. So I was a bit like, oh, okay, surrendering to I'm probably going to be induced. Right. Trying to process that again. Yes. Because um, you were so like focused. Focused on yeah. that's not going to happen. Yeah. 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 And then I think I messaged Casey Langton and I was like, what do I need to do to bring on labor? She's like, do some jump squats. Yes. So I did 20 jump squats. Casey from yoga. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. sick. Right before I went to bed. And I did, and then I was like, all right, I'm going to go to bed, see what happens. Jump squats. That's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> and then I went to bed at about 8 p.m. And then I woke up at about 12.30 and I was just so excited. And I was like, couldn't get back to sleep. So I was like, I'm going to go put on a movie. I had no feeling, nothing yet. Yeah. And I went and put on a movie and I watched a movie. And by the movie finished, I – couldn't lay still and I was just like have started to have a few contractions oh my god and I was like oh okay for jump squats is something happening yeah and I didn't know and I went and woke Jack up and he was like like Jack I think I think it's happening he's like no it's not you're just excited because we were booked in to get induced at 8 a.m that day (gasps) oh my gosh yeah so it's 12 30 that night and I was like, I think it's happening. And Jack's like, no, it's not. Just go back You're to just bed. manifesting. <laughs> you, because I was going to meet the baby that day because I yes. knew I was getting induced. Yes. Um, so I went back to bed and I laid in bed for about 20 minutes and the contractions picked up quite quickly. Yeah. Um, and I got back up and I was like, no, I, I'm, I'm in labour, Jack. And he's like, oh, okay. He hopped up. So we started to time them. Yeah. Um, and they were still about 10 minutes apart. Yeah. Um, so we timed them for the next half an hour, still 10 minutes apart, but yeah. quite consistent. So good. Um, and, then, and were they like strung? How intense did they feel? Um, I could still talk through them. Yeah. So cool. they were okay. Yeah. Um, by this point I had, I was sitting on my ball, just bouncing. Yeah. Had a movie on. Yeah. Um, and I was just plodding around. So just good. Doing my thing, just getting everything organized. And cause I didn't know if I was in labor, I was still a bit like, Nah, like um, it's not too intense. Yeah. Um, so then I rang my midwife. I went to the toilet and I had quite a bit of blood. Yeah. Um, okay. So I rang my midwife and I sent her a photo. And yeah. she was like, it's all right. It's just your mucus blog. Oh, great. So I was like, that's great. And then she was like, do you think you're in labor? Um, we're meeting at eight o'clock to get induced. 
um, do you want to come in now? And this is three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, no, I'm okay. She's like, okay, just call me back if it um, yeah. progresses. So then I went back to bed and it's about 4 a.m. And now by this point, I couldn't talk through the contractions. Yeah. So I was kind of like um, breathing through them, everything, got the comb out. I was like, Jack, I think I need to put the TENS machine on. Oh, my god! So I put that on and then – I rang her back and I was like, I can't talk through the contractions. I've got the tent machine on. I want. Uh, I think I'm ready to come in. Yeah. Um, it's just like, oh, okay, you sound pretty calm. Okay. And I was, it's just like, okay, I'll meet you there in an hour. Yeah. Um, so we met there. At, we met at the hospital at about 5 a.m. Yeah. And she knew just everything I wanted, which was good. She knew I wanted so the good. bath and yes. I wanted it to be really dark and calm. Yes. And so I got there and she had it all set up. Oh, and she had the bath running that. and everything, which was good. So good. Um, got the room set up, and it was. I could still, I, I could still f- like talk to Jack and everything during the contractions or yeah. in between. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, a bit of both. Yeah. Um, and so we spent the next hour just kind of swaying and cuddling, which is really nice. Cute. Um, just had the music on, and just waiting. Kind of, it was just slowly progressing. Yeah. Um, as it should. Hey. Yeah. Like contractions aren't meant to go to zero to 100 yeah yeah yeah. so I just loved that it came on throughout the night I got to be at home I got to really enjoy the time with Jack and it just came on a lot slower yes whereas when I was induced it was just like put the drip in it it hit really hard and And the thing is as well what's interesting about that is that like to be able to handle those super intense contractions you need a lot of the hormones to be flowing and time to kind of take you into that reptilian brain at the mm. back and set mm. switch off your frontal lobe. Mm. So when you go so zero to 100 like that in an induction, you're so logical and aware still yep. that you really feel the grunt of the contractions. Whereas if it happens after like 10 hours of early labor, you are so high on endorphins that it's much more easier to cope yeah, with that definitely. intensity. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so then it kind of just progressed. I went to the toilet and I just shit everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) And I vomited everywhere. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It happened the first time I vomited a lot in my first labor. Yeah. So this time I knew don't eat any food, don't eat a banana. Yeah. I don't want to get this midwife offside. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't eat as much. I had hydrolyte and just sipped that throughout the whole labor. Good call. Um, but I did vomit quite a bit. And it's just my hormones. Yeah. Um, the midwife said it's just your reaction to your body and dealing with the pain. Yes. Um, it's just a vomit. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I didn't do too much in the second labour, only a couple of times. Yes. good. And then I was like, all right, I'm ready to get in the bath. Yeah. Um, I was only three centimetres okay. by this point. So the midwife was a bit, like, hesitant. Like, Yes. Just letting you know, I know you really want to get in the bath, but just letting you know, it's probably going to slow down yes. a bit. Um, and I was like, that's all right. This is this is what I want to do. Yeah. So I got in the bath and it did. It's really slowed down for about 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then it just all just contractions started to come back and then um, it just progressed and they just got more intense, more intense. But I never felt like I was out of control. Yes. Um, 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 I always had the midwife sitting there talking to me, 
telling me affirmations. Jack had the music oh, on. Beautiful. Jack was reading me affirmations as well. Beautiful. Which is really nice. Um, and I think I had the comb and I think something that you – went through maybe in the first pregnancy yeah. was the A-E-I-O-U. Yes, vocal toning. Yeah. yeah. So I went through every letter and I knew, all right, now I'm, I've passed five letters. Now we can start again. It's so yeah. good. So that's something that really helped. And just breathing from the back of your throat. Yes. Really helped me. Oh, it's um, so funny because you said that like so many mamas do say how helpful the vocal toning mm. is. And there's been so many times over the years where I'm like, I just don't want to fucking do it. Like it's always so awkward and everyone's like, oh my gosh, this is embarrassing when we're in yoga or the birth workshop, especially the birth workshop with the dads. They're just like, what the fuck? But then I'm like, no, like people like yourself right now remind me of like how beneficial it is to go through it. So we keep at it, but (laughs) I'm so glad that it's helpful. Yeah. And I just think, think I just had a plan of, when I have a contraction, what is going to get me through this minute and a half? Mm-hmm. What can I do for a minute and a half that's going to distract me? Mm-hmm. So I'd go through my AEIOU, I'd do the eight breath, the four and eight. Mm-hmm. And then by that time, I could look at Jack and we could, all right, that's one contraction gone. Yes. Let's, let's relax now. So and Prepare good. for the next one. So, so I think good. it's just really about distraction. Yes. Um, what are you going to distract yourself with? Yeah when the contractions are so intense. Yes. So like the comb was another good tool for you in the tens. Yeah. So definitely the comb, it would, I would put the comb down um, and kind of move away from it. So then I knew I had about, I had about 10 seconds that it would take me 10 seconds to find the comb, grab it and yes. squeeze it. So that's 10 seconds gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I had it down to the seconds of how am I going to be distracted for this minute and a half. So good, Cody. <laughs> Did you find the tens was a, distraction or more so reducing the pain definitely a distraction yeah because I would have to find it I'd have to press the button and I'd have to turn it up yeah that would take it away initially um for the pain when it was really intense it it did help yes Um, just more the feeling on my back yes um, helped and the vibrations and the sensations absolutely I would just take my focus off the contractions and put it onto the the tens and the feeling that it was giving me that's such a good way to cope with pain and labor is distraction mm. for yeah. sure. Yep. And I think especially when you have that deep understanding, which you would have because we did it in the workshop and then you were doing the wall sits every day or whatever, is that, okay, this pain isn't negative, it's positive, so I don't need to freak out. Mm. I just need to distract myself yep. and let it be there. Yeah. So once you have that true belief, which can only come with repetition and mm. practice before labor, that it's like – this pain is normal and progressive and meant to be there. Definitely. Then, as you say, you can just focus on the distraction yeah. and not be triggered by the pain. Yeah. To be put into a state of fear or yeah. unsafety. I think the saying like, you don't run a marathon without training for it. Yes. You don't, you, you can't birth a baby without preparing for it. Absolutely. And I was like, all right, we need to start. When I found out I was pregnant, I was like, all right, we need to start training. Yes. Kind of thing. Like, need to start preparing for it. hundred percent. Yeah. I back yeah. that completely. Yeah. I'm intrigued on your favorite affirmations that you got the midwife and Jack to say. Um, the midwife was definitely when I was kind of in the contraction and I was, my tone was kind of going a bit higher, so I wasn't mm. really getting that deep tone. Mm. She would say, focus. And that's all she would say. And I would just look at her and I'd just like, okay, take, tone it down a bit. Love um, that. And I would, yeah, she would say, focus. Um, 
Jack would say, um, your body is made to birth this baby. Oh. Which was really nice. That gives me goosebumps. Yeah. He's such a sweetheart. <laughs> um, so that kind of was, reminded me, like, I grew this baby. I can birth this baby. Yes. Like, nobody helped me grow this baby. Mm-hmm. Nobody needs to help me birth this baby. Like, we can do this. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. That is one of my favorite affirmations that I think I say in class a lot is, yeah, just as your body knows how to grow this baby, yep. your body knows how to birth exactly. this baby. I love that yeah. one. Yep. And I just had this affirmation playlist playing the whole time. Cool. Um, what, where really was that helped. from? Um, oh, I think it was just off Spotify. Yeah. I might get you to send it I'll to me and I can put it in the little show notes because yeah. I'm sure mum is hearing this will be like, Oh my god, where do I we get that? This. Yep, yeah, yep. and I definitely so send it out to all, like, all my friends. Yes, You've got to listen to this. So good, so good. Yeah. So then you continued in the bath, and the contractions increased, increased, increased. They got pretty intense. Got you, close together. Yeah. Too. Um, cool. And Jack would he would see that I was in quite a bit of pain, like just moving around the bathtub. Yes. I would move around, and I'd get into different positions. Yes. And he would say things like, oh, "How painful is it now?" Like, are we progressing? And I was like, this. And I was like, it's not painful. (laughs) Like, it kind of made me a little bit, I would get angry. I'm like, I'm not in pain. It's just intense. Yeah, that is not the most ideal question to ask in labor. (laughs) Yes, do not ask somebody if they're in pain. (laughs) Is it more painful or less painful than before? Yeah, not ideal. But I think it was just so long of sitting there just watching me go through this. He just like, all right. It's really painful. Yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just had – I would just say, I'm not in pain. It's just intense. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. I love that perspective because it just like – just because I'm in hospital, I'm not injured. I'm not sick. No. I'm just here to birth the baby. Yeah. And we're just here to – yeah. Yeah. So I just had to keep reminding myself of that. Like, yes. This is normal. This is natural. It's just happening. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, just kept progressing and – there's not a lot to it. It just yeah. happened and I just kept moving different positions in the bath. I Was kept, that intuitively? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I kept um, clenching my um, hands and I would unclench them and just like tap on the water. Yeah. And it would really relax me. Um, wow. So I'd find myself after contraction, I'd have my hand squeezed or I had the comb in my hand. Yeah. And then after it, I would just relax. Yeah. Relax my shoulders, relax my jaw. Yes. Just went through between a contraction, I'll try and relax. And I was so relaxed that I was – the midwife had to sometimes lift my head up out of the water because <laughs> she kept thinking I was falling asleep. And I don't think I was. I was just so in my own world. I love that. I was just so relaxed and, yeah. I there was nothing that. else around me except my little bubble and the bath and Jack. Amazing. Which was really good. That's amazing. And that's another really great tip. You're giving so many great tips to pregnant mamas listening. Another way to handle with pain and labor is as soon as you're relaxed in the space in between contractions, you have to allow your whole body to relax. Relax yep. your hands, relax your shoulders, relax yep. your face, relax yep. your breathing. Yep. Get in a comfortable position so that you can fully recoup, as you say. 100%. Prepare for the next yep. one. Yep. I would just literally start at the top of my head. And work my body down. Yes. Through my head, just like we do in yoga. Like, just, so yeah, good. just really try and relax. Ah, oh. which helped so much. So cool. Handling the next contraction. Yes. Because I had the, um, the power to be able to get through the next one. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And 
I think you already know this. I think we've talked about this, but for peeps at home, like that is something that um, lots of women struggle with in labor is physical exhaustion and mental exhaustion. Yeah. And they are two of the main reasons that mamas will tap out out of a, a natural birth that they want into something that they don't necessarily need is because they're exhausted. So if we can use, if we can really use that space in between contractions to conserve energy, rebuild our strength, you're going to last so much longer, hey? Definitely. Yeah. 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 Even just have little conversations or things that you dot points you want to talk about because it's such a long process. Yes. And between contractions, Jack and I would sometimes talk about something. Right. So we would talk about, I would look at the clock and I'd be like, oh, I wonder if Haley's eating breakfast now. It's her breakfast time. Yeah. Like we would have a completely different distraction, take us away from the moment um, and just have like a, a little chat. And Amazing. it would only go for like 30 seconds. Yes. But it was just a happy chat rather than how's the pain, how are you dealing yes. with this kind of thing. Like, let's just forget about that. Um, yes. Yeah. So I was always like took myself away to my happy place, which is like Haley. Yes. We would think – Uh, I would always think, I wonder what she's doing right now. Yes. (laughs) Isn't that interesting? And that's so funny that you found that, like, useful. Useful, yeah. I think especially because it's your other babe as well. Um, I just think I have so much love for her. And you just want to be surrounded by so much love. And oxytocin is so high. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I was intrigued. You got – a cervical check just before getting in the bath at three centimetres. Yes. Was that the one and only check? Yes. Wow. So there was another planned check at 9 a.m., mm-hmm. which how often do they usually do it? Four hours. Four hours. So I started labour at 5 a.m., yeah, uh, about 6 a.m. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Active labour started at about 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. And so she said, all right, we'll do a ch- check um, if we get to it at about 9 a.m. Mm. Um and so I was also counting down the clock to be like, oh, I have to get out of the bath at 9 a.m. Mm. I'm going to, I need to, in my head, I was like, I need to birth this baby before 9 a.m. <laughs> I do not want to get out. <laughs> and we got to about 8.45 um, and I was in, I was nearly at the pushing stage. Um, yeah. So it was definitely progressing. So and you I could just feel that. Could you feel babe moving yeah, down? Yeah, definitely moving down and just in the bath. I could just tell, I kind of, moved away from the midwife and Jack and I kind of hibernated at the back of the bath. Interesting. And I didn't, yeah, and I just went into this little spot of my own, which I wasn't in. I, yeah, I was kind of like loved them being there and loved them touching me, putting yes. the, the hose on my back and stuff in the bath. Yeah. But then towards the last probably half an hour, I just moved into my own space. Yes. So I kind of just knew that it was about to happen. Um, so in tune codes I freaking love this yeah and then so it got to nine o'clock and I didn't get checked because I was so close yeah um, and she could tell I'm not getting out of the bath mm. <laughs> there was no chance yeah um I got this yeah yeah I got this. so I kind of <laughs> just moved to my own space and then um it was pretty quickly I just pushed her head out and then her body just came out wow really quickly so um, you did it how long were you pushing for I only pushed probably three pushes. Wow. So probably a few minutes. Yes. Yeah. It just happened really I love quickly. That. She, it was, everyone was, my midwife was like, oh, the baby's out. <laughs> <laughs> like, she was, was, was it only shock. her in the, mo- in the room? There and was not Jack, another there was midwife. No one else. That's that was something so big funny. I wanted. I didn't want anyone in the room. That was Jack and my so midwife. Wow. Well. Um, because technically, like, and 
this isn't the midwife's fault, but yeah. um, technically we were supposed to have two midwives in the room she hit the button every birth. Oh, after yeah. the baby was out. Because yes. she did, the baby just came out so, so quickly. So quickly. <laughs> That's just amazing. Yeah. And she didn't realise. I think she kind of stood up and walked away and then came back. Yeah. And the head was already out. And I was like pushed and she's like oh I, you were getting so close so close because I was really bearing down yes. my vocal tone had really changed wow and it was really deep um and then yeah she just came out very oh very gosh. quickly <laughs> that's just I think amazing within three or four pushes that's just amazing um, how just incredible yeah. literally one vaginal exam yeah yep so that was three centimeters and that was about what time Three centimetres when I got there, which was about 5.30, 6 a.m. Yeah. Um, and I was three centimetres. And then she was born at 9.23 a.m. 9.23. Yeah. That's amazing, um, isn't it? So it was a very quick, very quick, um, very quick labour. But steady, like, yeah. as you say, because what you experienced in your induction where it was zero to 100, some women, wildly enough, have that as, like, a natural labour. And that's still something that's really fascinating for me is that, like, it's almost like hyperstimulation, like five mm. or six contractions in 10 minutes naturally. It's like, why would your body do that naturally? Yeah. Yeah. But yours was like a really great progression of intensity and closeness mm. of the contractions. And yeah. yeah, it just progressed on its own. Yes. Yeah. It just started really slow and slowly progressed and then got intense. Amazing. Amazing. Can yeah. I have a little cuddle while yeah. we chat? <laughs> Thank you. You're just looking so cute, sweetheart. You've been so well. I haven't even heard a peep. From you. Hey, darling. Hello. Oh, so cute. Um, okay, so so then baby came out and she hit I seen her hit the button. Yes. And I was like, why do you hit the button? Is there an emergency? Yes. <laughs> kind of thing. Yes. That was my initial thought. Yes. Um, and then midwife yeah, two midwives came in. She was really lovely. And then baby came out straight onto my chest. We didn't cut the cord, which is good. That's something so I wanted because the first time they cut the cord straight away. Yes. And took her away. Um, so then I just climbed out of the bath, hopped up onto the bed. Probably about five minutes after the baby was uh, yeah. born. And then... Cord still connected then. Cord still connected. So yep, good. Yep, yep. And then we just laid there probably for about, oh, I can't remember, about... 20 minutes. Amazing. Just laying there, just loving it. <laughs> hey. Michelle, awake. Mama's over there. She was so funny before dozing in your arms. Like, she was fully like this and then looking around. She gets FOMO. She hates falling asleep. Uh, does she? <laughs> you want to hang out with the kids? She doesn't want to miss out. Yeah. Amazing. So, no tearing this time again. No, no tearing. Okay. Very, very lucky. Love yeah. that. Yep. So I want to hear your reflection on, yeah, I guess it's probably a bit obvious, but the induction versus the natural labor. Mm. What are your thoughts? Probably just the fear of being unprepared for an induction, mm-hmm. not knowing what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of feeling like, oh, it's now out of my control. Mm-hmm. It's over to you. So I had to keep reminding myself like, no, I'm still in control. Mm-hmm. Um. Even though we're getting induced, you can still have um, the most beautiful natural birth that. that you want. It doesn't always end in an emergency or things yes. like that. Yeah. Yes. Um, probably just the intensity of it. And it 
not being so intense the second time was better. Yeah. Did yep. you think you were able to get into your own little world a little bit easier the second time? Definitely. Yes. Yep. yep. I was always in control. I yeah. didn't need anyone to help. Yeah. Just didn't need the intervention this time. Yes. Yep. So good. No franticness this time? Not so much um, physically. Mm-hmm. More mentally, there was a point in my head. It was kind of like me joking to myself, all right, I'm going to get out of this bed, a bath. I'm going to get on a bed. They need to go and get the baby out because I can't handle this anymore. Mm. More in my head yeah. when the contractions are really um, intense. Yes. But nothing where I said verbally, oh, I can't do this. Yes. There's never a point where I lost control. Yes. Um, Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, oh, so interesting. So interesting. Um, so with your – I know you mentioned um, before the podcast about the whole you didn't experience pain this birth. Or I want, oh, yeah, I want you to break that down. What do you think of that? Yeah, just using the word pain really kind of frustrated me yeah. the second time because – you're not actually in pain. You haven't – I think I got this from you. You haven't cut your finger. Yes. You haven't hurt yourself. You haven't broken your leg. Yes. So it's just a different feeling, a different sensation. Yes. Um, and I think I was just so excited um, to meet baby. I never felt like I was in pain. I always just felt like I was in an intense situation. Amazing. Yeah. So that was all always in process to – I was like, I just need to be able to deal with this intensity absolutely um, so I never wanted it to be around you're in pain there's something wrong why are you in hospital yes you're going to birth your baby yes 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 absolutely that's um that's so good that's so good that's so good and what was Jack's perspective on this birth oh darling (laughs) hi so smiley so smiley hi um he was just so happy that it could be everything I wanted. Yes. Um, because he knew I had such high expectations for myself for it to happen naturally. Yes. Um, and I was so focused on that. He was always like, if it doesn't go this way, it's okay. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he just, yeah, thought it was so amazing. Yes. Amazing. And what did you think about the comparison between water birth and non-water birth? Any, any points there? Um, the water birth, the, just getting in the water, it just takes all the pressure that you have of carrying that baby on the front. Um, yes. And your big belly and being on your feet and just takes all that pressure off. Yes. So as soon as I got in the bath, I was just like, oh, yes. so much more relaxed. And it just really calmed me. Yes. Um, which really helped. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, it was a difference. Epic, epic. So interesting. So interesting. And then, um, so after birth, postnatally, any any goodness there or has it all been yeah, straightforward? It, pretty straightforward so far. She's 12 weeks old now. Um, so good. We were pretty lucky to have such a, a quick and good birth that they, she was the midwife was kind of like, do you want to go home? Yes. <laughs> but but she was like, we, you can stay here for six hours. I can call the doctor and you can go home. Yes. And I was just like, I really wanted to enjoy it, lay in the bed and someone come and bring me food. Yes. Kind of and bit. not have Haley for and a bit. And not have Haley for a night. 
Yeah. So I was like, oh, do you reckon we can stay? Yeah. Um, so there was a bed free and we got to stay the night, which was good. So good. And Jack stayed as well? Jack stayed as well. On, Epic. On the bed, which he absolutely hated the bed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> on the fold-out lounge. Ah, um, epic. Yeah, so we stayed the night, which was good. And the midwife checked on her, checked on Olivia every couple of hours, which was good and helpful. Just to go over it, like how to latch again. Just yes. to remind you of all that. Well, that's it. The thing is the newborn latch is something you only do for a bit because once they're like a month old, their mouth is so Just, big and your nipples are so hard. Yeah. Oh, what's up, chicken? What's up? Uh, are you hungry? What do you reckon? Yeah, do you want to go on the boo-pay? Do you want to go on the boo-baba? No, she just had such a big smile as I was passing her over. Um, So it was good to stay in the hospital the night. Definitely. Um, And then we just went home the next day. Definitely, definitely. Do you think you've managed the engorgement better this time? And if so, like what tools have you been using? Yeah, this time I got around the cabbage leaves. Oh, great. old, um, Old little tale to do. So I did that and that really helped. Epic. Um, it did slow down my supply. Yeah. But because I had such a big supply, it was all right. Yes. Um, and I just was prepared for it. Yes. It was something I had thought to my, reminded myself of the feelings of having engorged and nearly like kind of having that feeling of mastitis and really yes. heated um, lumps, that kind of thing. Yes. So I was a lot more prepared for it this time. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's just so like there's no way to know with the first babe, whether that's going to be something that you experience until it happens, yeah, hey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of knew I just had to ride it out. Yes. And just keep trying to feed her, keep trying to empty. Yes. Um, one boo before I move on to the next. Yeah. So it was good to have that experience from the first time. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So the other thing that you mentioned was like sometimes every hour or every couple of hours you would go into a hot shower and – and like squeeze your breasts a bit to let it. Yeah. yeah. When I first, um, in the first couple of weeks, I wouldn't even need to squeeze them. They, yeah. they still just go everywhere. So good. <laughs> um, wow. I would get in a hot shower. I would get out and do the ice packs. Okay. Um, after the, the shower. Yeah. After the shower. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just tried to just tried to manage it and just tried to relax. I think. Yeah. And not worry about it. Um, yeah. And just keep feeding her. Just keep feeding her. Yeah. 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 And then you would do a feed and put the hucker on the other side, like when you're at home. Yeah. yeah. Just to try and keep some of that milk. Yeah. I'd put the hucker on the other side. Or if I didn't, like I still need to wear little pads in both sides. Yes. I still go everywhere. Um, but I've just got towels. Everywhere. Everywhere. Because if I'm feeding on one, the other one is going as well. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, like even right now you're doing it. How do you manage it like out? Just because I know so many other mamas would be like, what do I do? Um, I'm pretty open to feeding anywhere publicly. Like if um, nobody's really ever said anything to me, which is good. Um, But I'll have her on one boob and I'll have like a little breast pad in the other boob. Yeah. And I just replace them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, and then I just replace them yeah. a couple of times a day. Yeah. Um, I've got the washable ones, so they're good just to go through the wash. What brand are they? Um, I think it's like Bamboo. I don't know if it's written on it. 
No, it doesn't say. No. I'll have to share it with you. Please do and I'll put them in because one of my other girlfriends got reusable ones and she found like she was just leaking everywhere still. It would just go straight through and then continue. So that'd be good to know. Sometimes I go out for coffee. The other morning I went to coffee with my sister and I forgot to put them in. She's like, oh, you're leaking. (laughs) Babe, go sort yourself out. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, it is what it is. Yeah. I walk around the day like this. You do. You do. You do. Sometimes I'm like, oh, do you have any napkins? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Why do you need them? Yeah. (laughs) So good. So good. Amazing. Um, what anything else postnatally, like any postnatal recovery? Have you had any pelvic floor stuff? Or I think you've been pretty good, actually. Yeah, I've been you? pretty good. Yeah, yeah, pretty lucky. I did have um girdle pain during pregnancy. Yeah, but as soon as baby came out, that just went away. Gone. Amazing. Yep. Amazing. Yep. And that pelvic girdle pain, like. Definitely was present, but you still managed to come to like two classes a week and do, yeah. you was, from memory, you were still doing all the lunches and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I think after I'd finished Yoga Girl Pilates that day, it was a bit like, oh, I shouldn't have gone done yeah. so much. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just pushed through it. Yeah. And it wasn't too, in- some days I'd slow down. Yes. But yeah, it wasn't too intense. Yeah. 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 So good. Um, Probably the difference between postpartum difference between the two babies is they're going to be okay. Yes. I think with the second one. The first one I was so worried um, about everything, but the second time I'm a lot more relaxed. Yes. And I know she settles a lot more on her own the second time. Yes. She doesn't rely on me. Sorry. Oh, sorry. And, um... She settles a lot easier yeah, than yep. so I than can put Hayley her. Did. I can put her down. She'll go to sleep on her own. Yes. Where the first time I was like, oh, I need to, I need to hold you to sleep. I need to, yeah, that kind of thing. Um, Interesting. I need to feed you. So yeah. You can fall asleep, but or yeah. if I need to have a shower, she's gonna cry. It'll only be for five minutes. Just yes. go for a shower. So true. Time. Yeah. So, so that's true. probably the biggest difference. Yeah. I love that. I love that. How is um, Haley gone to being a bigger sister? Yeah, she's absolutely smitten. Oh, cute. She um, is her little best friend. They do everything together. So cute. (laughs) Yeah. You were saying at yoga the other day, I think, actually, that she, like, picks her up and then just trudges around with her or drags her around by her feet, you said. (laughs) She drags her around the the lounge room by her feet. And I try not to laugh. But Olivia just loves it. She just smiles and just goes oh, along with it. It's so like they're quite cute. robust when they're this young. Absolutely. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> oh, Codes, this has been such a pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you. It's been so good. So good. You'll be able to listen to it forever. Yes. So good. And, and the girls can listen to it. How cool. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, thanks so much. value based decision making process. I had a really great conversation with one of our NBC mummers the other day after yoga. We're hanging around, having our cuppers, and she is 37 weeks at the time of this conversation. Now, she's gone through yoga and Pilates, she's gone through the birth workshop, she's doing her body balance flow every single day. Now, she's come to me, and this is about a week and a few days after her last midwifery appointment, being like, we've got a spanner in the works. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she said, 
babe has flipped to transverse, which means that baby is a crossways on her belly. So head on the one side of the belly and the bum on the other side of the belly. Now, this was a big shock for both of us and especially for her at the time of the appointment. Babe had been head down for ages and ages and ages and she literally felt it happen and she was like, surely not. And then at the appointment, it was confirmed that babes was transverse. So found that really interesting. She was then booked for a scan like the day after she was talking to me about it on the Sunday. So this is about a week and a half after the appointment and then also booked for a um, an ECV. But she was really unsure whether she wanted an ECV. So an ECV is an external cephalic version. So that's essentially flipping babes manually from the outside, manipulating babes to put the babe head down. So this procedure of an ECV, we do what's called a um, terbutaline. So essentially it's a smooth muscle relaxant and it helps the uterus really relax because sometimes if we manipulate it like we do in an ECV, it can tighten and become really tense. So this allows it to relax. When the uterus is relaxed, we are able to move and manipulate babes way easier. So the act of an ECV is done by an obstetrician. We give this turbutal and give it 20 minutes or so. Babes is on the monitor. And then from the outside, you imagine hands on the belly, a rotating baby into a head down position. Now, she was really unsure if she wanted this ECV because of a couple of reasons. So first of all, her family members, her sister and her mom had said the same, that the babes were in a funny transversal breech position up until about 38 weeks and they naturally went into a head down position. And she just felt as well like her sister and her mom didn't go into labor until 10 days over or two two weeks over her due date. So she was kind of like, I'm not in a huge rush. I don't feel the huge rush of doing the ECV tomorrow at like 37 and a half weeks. So I thought that was really interesting and she was really unsure what to do. So the way that we broke it down is that I said, okay, cool. I explained, first of all, how the ECV works. And then I also explained a couple of reasons that babe could be in a transverse position. So first of all, it could be ligamental, which honestly I found unlikely because she's been really diligent with her um, body balancing. So I didn't think it was ligamental. Another reason that sometimes babes can be in a funny position is because you imagine that the placenta is embedded in the uterus and then the cord is potentially wrapped around baby's neck, which I know people get all freaked out about. But keep in mind, the baby doesn't breathe through its mouth. So it's not strangling the baby. It breathes through its own cord. But where that can come into a potential risk is that If the cord's wrapped around baby's neck and we do a turn of baby and put the head down and the bum up, sometimes we can shorten that cord and in the act of the turn, we can um, create some pulling on that placenta, which can be a bit of a, a risk of an ECV is that we accidentally kind of pull on the cord or something like that. Um... So um, a way to minimize that risk is through doing a scan beforehand and seeing where the cord is. They can be, you know, somewhat accurate in assessing where's the cord. Is it not around baby's neck? How can we avoid pressing and moving the cord in an awkward way? So that was something that I said to her is that at the scan, first of all, get the um, assessment of where the cord is, ask ask the sonographer, where is the cord? And then if it is around baby's neck, that's definitely something to consider 
when you are making the decision whether you want or not an ECV. And then secondly, even if it's not around baby's head, I want you to go home, like, sorry, and then I said, um, the risk of getting the ECV later is that baby is bigger. The bigger the baby, the more difficult the ECV is to perform and the more unlikely it is to be successful. Sometimes you do have a little window of time where it's possible before it goes to babes just too big to rotate. Now, that's there's nothing saying um, that that window of time is before 37 and a half weeks or anything like that. But the thing is, the longer we leave it, the more likely we are to pass that window and pass that window of opportunity. So, and I definitely reassured that this isn't me saying do it or not. It's just something to be aware of when you're making your decision that the longer you leave it, the bigger babes is going to be and therefore the harder it is going to be to do that ECV. And then with all that, I sent her home and she already had all the risks and benefits told to her by the um, by the OBS doctor and that's their role, which is great that they explained all that to her. And then I really encouraged her to go home and first of all, go through her value-based decision-making process and with her husband because it is just as important for them to be really comfortable with this value-based decision-making as well as them, as well as the mama. So that's the pros and cons of doing the things, the pros and cons of not doing the things. What is um, any alternatives that we can do? And what is the risk if we wait? So you kind of break down in a really clear and concise list form, all of those things. Now, when like writing down all of those four different points, it is important to consider three things. One, what the health practitioner tells you or recommends you, which is a mixture of what I say, what her midwife says, what her OB says, what she, um, yeah, sorry, those three things. And then secondly, also what her own research says. So it's important not to just base the knowledge and the research of us health practitioners. It's important to see what else is out there as well. So do your own research. I always recommend um, Rachel Reed's blogs are amazing. Also evidence-based birth is really amazing. Both of those resources are really fantastic for you understanding and getting a grasp on the research. And then third of all is how you actually feel. What is your intuition telling you? That has just as much precedent as all the other points. Okay. So with all that, I said, go home, do your value-based decision-making with your partner and then shut yourself off into a quiet, dark space and go into a bit of a meditative space. Do some breath work, maybe smell some oils, maybe have some music on, connect with your babes. Feel in to your intuition and see what it tells you. See what it tells you. It can either influence your decision or even despite all the logic, If it's so strong and you want it to trump the logic, then you can absolutely let it trump the logic. It is so important to give yourself that time to lean in and connect with your body, connect with your babes and feel into your intuition. Sometimes it doesn't have to be the be all and end all. It doesn't have to be like, I only do what my intuition tells me, the research doesn't matter. Sometimes it's just a component, as I said before, like 30% of the decision. However, sometimes if it's just so damn strong and you're like, I understand that this is a risk, but I really feel like this is the right decision, then absolutely go ahead and go for it. 
Follow that intuition. It is there for a reason. So amazingly, she went home and she did all that. She came to the decision and then she uh, went in the next day and she was very much like, a, okay, I know what I'm going to do depending on this scan is going to sway this way or that way. Now she got the scan and baby was head down. And we were just like, oh my goodness, it was so exciting. It was such an exciting experience. And it actually led on to this interesting conversation where you can say, so she was very much like tunnel vision towards natural birth. And then this popped up and it really kind of like pushed her all out of flow and was like, what do you mean that? What do you mean if I have to have an ECV? What do you mean if the ECV doesn't work, I have to have a cesarean section? And it was interesting because she reflected that she was kind of telling herself, I'm okay with whichever way it goes. I surrender and accept what I cannot control. And I know that I've really held on too tight and I am controlling what I can. I surrender and accept the rest. However, what this experience really showed her is that she was saying that, but she wasn't actually feeling that. Because as soon as this thing popped up that was potentially going to put her actually off that natural birth track, she freaked out. She was upset. She wasn't accepting. She wasn't surrendering. She was pissed off and angry. So I thought that that was a really cool experience because we were reflecting on a a couple of the mamas were there chatting about their own experiences that were similar and that they realized that they didn't actually fully surrender and accept until they were faced with the great potential that it may not actually happen. And it's just interesting. It's like if you didn't experience that in pregnancy and then you went through your birth and, you know, things didn't go your way and you ended up in a Caesar, but that was kind of the first hint of you getting an idea that it may not actually happen naturally and then it kind of doesn't and you're not really experiencing that surrender and acceptance, it can make it much more difficult having to go through that for the first time in your actual birth experience rather than, you know, getting the kind of fear of it during pregnancy and then and then taken away back on the natural path with a whole new comprehension and understanding of what it actually takes to surrender and accept. Sorry, I feel like I didn't articulate myself very well in that little segment, but I got out what I needed to say. Freaking interesting stuff. And I'm super, super stoked for this beautiful mama and um, super stoked that babes is head down and even more stoked that she's got that next kind of step towards that acceptance and surrender to what happens. And I just thought that was a really interesting concept. And it's got me thinking about how we can maybe, you know, mimic that or how we can get ourselves to truly believe it even for those mamas who maybe don't have a scare in pregnancy. Interesting thought, interesting topic. I hope you enjoyed that and can't wait to talk to you soon. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. If you are facing a difficult decision in your pregnancy or even in reflection towards your birth, you had a difficult decision that you're unsure how you could have made, then send it on into the podcast, hello at naturalbirthco.com, and we can answer that decision-making process throughout this value-based decision-making segment. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you being here. All of our podcasts are recorded live in the Facebook group, so you are not only the first to listen to the podcast, but you are able to ask questions throughout the podcast. If you wish to jump into the Facebook group, the link is in the show notes. I would really appreciate if you left a five-star written review, shared this podcast with someone who would appreciate, or even share your recent listen on your social stories. Talk to you soon.